you know, you can pray, obviously, and intercede. And obviously, it's the same as praying in person. Now, we pray in person, but when we intercede, God uh, directs those prayers, and He blesses, and He heals, and He restores, and He delivers. So uh, we want to continue to pray in Jesus' name. So as we begin, let's uh, bow and lift up the holy name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful day you've given us. Thank you that uh, you are Lord over all. We thank you, Lord, today that uh, you are in complete control. But Lord, today we know that you have uh, certainly given us the authority to walk in faith and righteousness, truth. And so I pray today that every person in this place would encounter you. And Holy Spirit of God, we welcome you to come and manifest your presence in this place. That you would come and show yourself. Reveal Jesus to the hearts of your people. We need revival and we ask you today to come and revive us. And dear God, today, pour your spirit out during this time. May we truly be touched by your presence and your love. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it is political. It is right on down from the top. It's in the church today. It's everywhere. But let me tell you today, as you and I have authority, our prayers release power in the spirit realm like we've never known. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when you're joyful, people notice that. I heard a disheartening story yesterday morning. I was in the car listening to it, and one of the KSBJ DJs said this, and they were talking about joy, and he said this. He said, you know, uh, we, children, we uh, children of God, Christians, should be the most joyful people on this earth, right? You agree with that? Okay. He said, but I worked at a uh, restaurant on a Sunday, and he said, after church came out, I will let out, and the church folk came in and so forth, he said, let me tell you today, they were some of the rudest people, some of the most unjoyful people, some of the ones that didn't tip hardly at all and didn't do that. And Christians were like that today. What kind of witness is that? People look at your life and my life, even when we don't realize it. We're to be joyful always. It's not something we just conjure up. It is a fruit of the Spirit. But when you stay in step with the Spirit, when you're being obedient to what God has called you to do, you'll be in step with the Spirit. When you're willing to follow wherever Jesus lives, leads, then you will have that joy down deep and nobody can take it from you. Now, you're either growing and moving forward or you're moving backwards. You're backsliding. There is no static position in the kingdom of God. You're either growing in the Lord or you're going to backslide every time. Let me tell you. You're either drawing closer to Jesus or you're going to slide backwards. And I'm afraid sometimes in the church today that Christians have said, well, I'm sort of like, I got my ticket to heaven and therefore I don't need to do this. No, you, need to, you and I need to get in the word. You and I need to continue to grow in the knowledge and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to continue to get out and minister to people. Get out of our comfort zones and allowing to release his gifts in our lives. Speak encouragement to people. Don't be afraid. When you're afraid of what man will say, the Bible says it is a snare in your life. You may not always get it right, well, I never, obviously, I may get it wrong a lot. But I'm not going to stop because God said to do it. And all I'm going to do is be obedient. When you're obedient to the Lord, I want to tell you the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Otherwise, you'll backslide. You need to trust by faith. You need to walk out because let me tell you today, God is testing our faith. 
Just like what was read. He's shaking everything that can be shaken. Darcy read it. He is shaking everything that can be shaken. He's seeing whether or not our faith is genuine and whether or not we believe that God is who he says he is. That's why we testify to his miracles. If you don't see God working today, sometimes you just sort of think that, well, you know, in the back of your mind, you never say this because you're Christian, but certainly in the back of your mind, you'll think, well, God doesn't do this anymore. Oh, yes, he does. He works power if you open your heart to him. There is nothing impossible for the children of God and nothing impossible that God can't do in and through his, his children today. But if we don't believe it, then obviously God said, I'm going to wait till you believe it until maybe you get in dire straits. And then you need to believe, certainly. He says the second thing, be prayerful. He says, pray without ceasing. Pray continually here. How do you do that? Well, a lot of our time, <clears throat> we need to pray breath prayers. We need to pray. We need to talk to him wherever we are. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 to pray on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. All types of prayers, intercession, petition, prayers, all types of prayers there. But a lot of what we should do is to listen. You know, we're always, obviously, God's always speaking, but we need to learn to hear God and how he speaks to us today because God is releasing his gifts, especially prophecy. And the more the gifts are exercised in our lives, the more we will understand and hear the voice of God. He speaks primarily through his written word. But there is the rhema word. There is the revelatory word. And God speaks in that still small voice. He gives us impressions. He speaks through other people. He speaks through circumstances. If we will listen and we're willing to get out of our comfort zone, God will speak to us. Remember, what was it, Samuel, the prophet? He kept hearing, he thought somebody speaking to him. And it wasn't it Eli. He went in and said, what, what is this? And remember, Eli said, you need to go back. I believe the Lord's speaking to you. And remember what Samuel said? Samuel said, speak, Lord, because your servant is listening. He's speaking today. And to be able to, to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, you've got to hear God. And that's what we're even teaching on Wednesday night. You've got to know. I'll share with you some things. Real powerful stuff's going on in the kingdom of God today. It's more stuff's going to happen if you're willing to be a part of this church. I believe wants to be a part of what God's doing in the earth today. I don't believe he wants us to stay the same. Do you? I'm not saying to obviously do things differently just for the sake of doing it. But I'm saying follow the spirit of the Lord. We've got to reach for number one, young people. Okay? That means changing that means doing some things that maybe we in our tradition have never done before. But let me tell you today, God is touching young people because I had a word yesterday for the millennials. God is raising up the young people. They're going to be young people that are going to begin to come into the kingdom of God. They look like somehow they're a hopeless cause when I sometimes see them on TV and everywhere else. But that's a lie. God's got a plan for young people today. And they're the future of the church today. That's one of the things we've got to listen for and we've got to pray for. Praying continually. He says, be thankful, doesn't he? He says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. To be thankful, always thanking, you know. You know, life's busy. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, my mom would always have to remind me to send a thank you note. It's not always I wasn't thankful, but life would just move on. I forget about it. Sometimes we forget about that. Don't forget about it. 
God says to be thankful, to be open to that. I'm going to read a story real quick because this is good. Y'all know this story, but I'll read it again just for as a reminder. Remember the story of Corey Ten Boom? Remember, uh, she was a Dutch-born Christian whose family helped hide Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Her family was eventually arrested and placed in concentration camps, and Corey and her sister Betsy were in one especially bad concentration camp. The barracks were infested with fleas, remember? Fleas. And they were reading through First Thessalonians, and they came upon our, the text that we read today, and <clears throat> they were reminded to be joyful, be prayerful, be thankful in all circumstances. Well, Corey could not. She would not give thanks for their situation with the fleas. But Betsy, if you've ever been where my, my brother had fleas one time, and you walk in his house and walk in the garage, and they would land on you and almost cover your leg and start biting like crazy. Yep. They bit like pit bulls. Now, you know fleas are bad, don't you? And she couldn't be thankful for it. Remember, Betsy persisted to give thanks and even the circumstances, knowing that God could use all these things, even the fleas, for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, Romans chapter 8, 28. As they spent their days at the camp, they found it shockingly easy to have Bible studies and prayer meetings in their barracks without any interference from the guards. It was only several months later that they learned that the guards would not enter their barracks because there were too many fleas. <laughs> you don't know how God's going to work it out, do you? And God just, a, he is something else, I'm telling you. He does things, and he? He gives us laughter. We can laugh, can't we? I don't have to come up here stoic and just sort of like be an old humdrum, old stick in the mud. I can laugh because I know God is so good, don't you? God is so good. There's a song out right now. He is so good. Oh, he's so good. He's good, good. Oh, he's so good, good. Oh, God is good. And he works it out, doesn't he? God is in control. But we need to listen to what the Spirit is saying. I want to tell you, if we disregard the Spirit's work of his leading in our lives, we're going to lose our zeal. I prayed for that last week. You've lost your zeal? I'm talking about fresh as a Christian. Zeal down deep for the Lord. Fresh. Uh, 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 hunger and thirst after righteousness, the Bible says. It shall be filled. And we know that I need zeal, Lord. I'm asking the Spirit of the Lord to impart zeal to your heart. Even now, Holy Spirit, impart zeal to the hearts of those who are here today. And then also the fan and the flame, the fire of the Spirit. Fill with the Spirit. Baptize with the Holy Ghost. Amen. We need fresh baptisms. I've told you. We've said it. We need to be filled. We leak. We get into the world and sometimes the world gets a hold of us and draws us away. When we have the zeal of the Lord, we're filled with the power of God and we're walking in the truth. I want to tell you today, the devil can't get in there because he'll say, He's, that person's got its full, the, the full armor of God on. I can't penetrate it because that person holds up the shield of faith which extinguishes all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. I cannot penetrate. I can't do anything. Let's go get somebody else. Amen. God is saying today, get filled with, with the Spirit of the Lord today. The only way. You know, when the fire is burning brightly in us, we'll help others to catch fire also. We'll impart that. Pray for impartations for people. You're saying, Lord, I need it. I need it. Impart it to me, and then I'll impart it. He, he gives us these things so we can give it away, right? He always does that. I'm going to share with you real quick the gifts of the Spirit or way, ways of maintaining the, the joy of the Lord. You know, in the church at Corinth, they were full of the gifts of the Spirit. 
and they were prophesying edifying it was most enriched the bible says that they were enriched because of the power of god because people testify because people encourage when you go to church i am not here to just get by I'm not here just to sort of continue on church as usual. I am here to be encouraged, to be lifted up, to experience the Lord, to love and have fellowship with one another today. That's why I'm here and to glorify the Lord, Jesus Christ. And Paul is saying here about these, all these gifts that are being released in our midst, even as I see will continue to be. So what's all this have to do with us today? It says here in your relationship with God. If there's no really operation of the Holy Spirit's gift in your life or in the church you attend, an entire supernatural uh, element of Jesus Christ is missing from your life. God never intended for you, your salvation to exist only as as an intellectual level. He gave the Holy Spirit to the church to bring the overflowing, abundant life of Jesus right into the life of his people. There's a whole level of understanding Jesus, who he is and and how he operates that can only be comprehended by observing and participating in the working of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to confirm everything you know about Jesus. He is not a fairy tale. He wants you to know Jesus the prophet, Jesus the healer, Jesus the miracle worker. When these gifts operate through your life, my life on behalf, through someone else, they give testimony to the fact that Jesus is still alive. He's still healing. He's still working miracles today. Thus, by means of these marvelous spiritual gifts, the Holy Spirit both teaches you and speaks on behalf of Jesus Christ. So you ready for Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible, to step right off the pages of history and into the life and the life of your church? If the answer is yes, ask the Holy Spirit to start moving supernaturally in your midst. And if you sense an inner nudge to step out in faith and let God use you in spiritual gifts, don't hesitate hesitate to obey. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. Perhaps, obviously, it's your turn to stay fresh and, and allow faith and allow the Spirit of God to work supernaturally through you. God is saying today, if you want to be hungry for God, you've got to see who God really is. And our God is an awesome God. We sing it, we teach it, and all that. I want to experience it. I want to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. He was resurrected from the grave, and we have that power of resurrection in our lives today. That's why it's so important. The word of God, he goes on to say, test everything. You know, test the truthfulness. Could you witness to a Jehovah's Witness? Anybody here? Can you witness to them? Can you witness to a Mormon? Can you witness to somebody? Can you witness to a non-believer? About truth, okay? I can. You willing to do that? God's going to bring people out of these false religions. It's a false religion. And God is going to release his power in you if you're willing to step out. If you sit back and say, I don't want any parts of it, God allows us to have our way. Focus on that which is good. He says, hold on to the good. Remember it. Remember Philippians chapter 4. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything's excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things there. Hold on that which is good. Don't. And he goes on. Avoid that which is evil. Can I share about you, Kelly, just a second in this? Avoid everything that's evil. And can I use you as an example? You don't know what I'm going to say, do you? <laughs> Be careful. You don't know. You spoke to me one day, and when you were talking, you said when you first, when God filled you, 
that at some point you could not look upon certain things that you had to turn away. If it was even uh, part of the way that it wasn't downright evil, but it wasn't good. You had to turn away. Didn't you say that to me? I'll not forget that. It was so strong. You had to turn away. That, that right there, that's what we're supposed to do. Is not go with the evil. Hold on to that which is good. And I hadn't forgotten that, and that's why I wrote it now. I knew you may, may be here, and I said I may be asked before I say it. But God, I want to take because again, Satan's trying to take you out. And it's a little trickle at a time. And then he goes on to say, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's impossible on our own. It's only God's spirit's work. Be thankful. Follow him. Be his disciple. God's doing great and mighty things. Turn to Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah chapter 54. I want this to prophesy over this church right now and these things. Right now. This is what I believe God's doing. Okay? And anybody here just says, I need the fullness of the Lord in my life. I need Jesus right now. Just open your heart. This is the word. We can't get it wrong with the word, right? Isaiah 54, verses 1 through 7. Isaiah 54, 1 through 7. Whoever would like to read that, if they would, we could please read it. Leslie? Amen, amen, amen. <coughs> Two things. One is God is looking for that man or woman or young person, man, young person, young, doesn't make age is not a barrier to the Lord, to stand in the gap and say yes for this city, the city called Houston, Texas, and the, the boundaries, the metropolitan area. That person or persons will help somehow shake the cities to change the atmosphere over Houston, Texas. So sing over barren areas of your life. Those areas where you haven't borne fruit, where you feel like you're not as mature as what you feel like you should be, right? We all have those, right? Sing over them. That's what it says. Sing over them. The barren woman. Sing over them. Praise God for them. In other words, sing and praise God over those areas. Declare it over your life. 
Call it forth over your life. Speak it over your life. Those areas that are not what you know should be in the sight of God. Speak it. Then he goes on to say something so significant. Enlarge your tent. Believe God for the increase. Amen? You ask him for more maturity? Believe God for the maturity. I believe what's going to happen when you and I come in unity in that and ask the question we will be asking is how did God do so much in such a short period of time? Amen. How did God touch me and bring me to that place that I've been longing for for all of my walk with Christ? Sing over it. Enlarge your tents. Get it bigger. Because see, the increase is coming. The increase is coming in the church, let me tell you. And your life and my life and those who are willing to step out in faith and believe God for the impossible. Looks impossible to man. But to God, all things are possible, right? Declare it over us. And I ask for an impartation of that right now, Lord, in every believer here, every person here in this place, an impartation of the Holy Spirit. Declare it over us. You remember I mentioned last week that um, it was Saturday week I asked the Lord for revelation. And remember I mentioned that I had a vision of a stork? Remember? Y'all remember that? I had a vision of a stork, you know, the bird. And the bird with the long beak with the satchel. You know, out there hanging out there. Y'all's birth. The worldwide move of God right where we are right now. The worldwide move, a new birth that God is birthing in you and I. A spiritual thing that goes beyond what we can comprehend in our minds right now because it's beginning. Behold, he said, I, did, I do a new thing. See, don't you see it happening? He said, behold, didn't he? That's the word. Has a new birth that's coming forth in your life and my life. Are we willing to participate with the Holy Spirit of God to bring about this new birth that's taking place? It's all over the world. It's not just in Houston, Texas, okay? Are we willing? I believe when he spoke, that's what he's saying. That stork, symbolic of that new birth. We know it, obviously, the stork there for a woman getting ready to have a child and so forth. You women know more about this than I do. Don't let me sit up here and ramble on. But the spiritual new birth that's taking place. Are we willing to give our lives to help birth this move of God? Are we? Are we willing to call it forth and declare it over this congregation, over the body of Christ? I am not in boundaries, okay? I love the body of Christ. I love all of them. If it's under the banner of Jesus, I love. That's my brothers and sisters in Christ. I love. Even if you feel that you're too old, <laughs> age is nothing to the Lord. Let me tell you this right now. The Spirit of the Lord in you and me, He's not aging, okay? Are you willing to call it forth in faith for the future generation. 
you have a burden. I have a burden for that, the future generation. I don't, God just began to work that in my heart. <clears throat> Somebody read verse 17, if you would, in Isaiah 54. Read this. This is for us right now, and then we'll end. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. This is the heritage. That's my heritage and your heritage. The question is, do we want to walk in it? Declare it over your life. And I declare it over every life here right now in Jesus' name. The heritage that God has for each believer that will believe Him and stand in faith and call it forth. God's doing it in our time, folks. He's calling it forth. He's going to use you to bring about new birth, the new birth that's taking place around the world. Are you willing to give your life? You're not too old. I'm old. Y'all are young. Y'all are young. But I am not giving up, and I am not backing down, and I'm not backing up. I want to tell you right now, I'm moving forward. How about you? Let's pray together. Father, we bless you and praise you. Thank you for your word, your truth. Thank you today. We'll be prayerful always. We'll thank you for everything. We'll hold on to that which is good. We'll release those things that are evil. We won't even look at those things that are evil. Lord, put a guard around our eyes. Covenant with our eyes. In Jesus' name, not to look upon any evil thing. And even if it's not just what we might initially think is evil, anything that compromises our faith, right now we stand against it. And right now we declare, I declare the word of God the truth, the heritage over these that have come today, the blessing they are to us, but oh God, how blessing they are to you. I declare and call it forth right now in Jesus' name. We praise you. Release it, Holy Spirit, in this place as we exalt the name of Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's so sing Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Y'all know that. Let's sing it together. Just as a closing. Jesus, like the fragrance.
your holy name. Father, I pray today as we go about our, our duties, our responsibilities this next week, that we will lift up the name of Jesus, that we will realize that commitments are being made to lay our lives down for Jesus and, Lord, be a part of this new birth around the world, the birthing of what your Spirit is doing to change people's lives, to bring salvation, to bring deliverance, to bring healing, to bring about the abundance of the outpouring of the Spirit of God. And we pray today, dear Lord, that we would be a part and lay our lives down for our Lord Jesus. It's in His precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day in the world. I want to mention, Kelly will pray for anybody who would like to stay after the services for healing or anything, and anything we can do. Just stay, hanger and linger and let her pray for you. There's a gift of healing on the young lady's life. Amen. Amen.